Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. This week, we're going to continue on with our short series of what we hoped the Suns players worked on during this offseason. This week, we're going to go through the forwards. And after that, the Suns' new Nike jerseys were just released a few days ago. And we'll talk about the two that have been released and what we hope to see out of the two that we're still waiting for. So I'm Charlie Erling. I've got Mitch Krumpetich and David McGraw with me. What's up, fellas? You know, just enjoying being in Arizona still. Feels like you're on vacation every day, which is great. Do you hate the heat yet? I mean, like... Yeah, yeah. The heat's rough, but you know what? It's a dry heat. Have you ever heard that before? Yeah, so is a fire. (laughs) Oh, that's bad, yeah. I'm good, by the way. That's all I have to say. Perfect. (laughs) Make sure to get a hold of us on social media. Our Twitter is at SunnyInPHXPod. Our email is SunnyInPHXPod at gmail.com. And check us out over at our new host, the Deepish Thoughts Podcast Network, over at DeepishThoughts.com. Thanks for listening to the Sunny and Phoenix Podcast. If you'd like to further support the show, you can head over to tpublic.com slash user slash sunny in PHX. That's T-E-E public.com slash user slash sunny in PHX. We've got t-shirts, mugs, phone cases, all kinds of stuff. You can get our famous cheese is warming up design or just one that says sunny in PHX. Again, tpublic.com slash user slash sunny in PHX. And go Suns! All right, let's talk about what we hope the forwards worked on this offseason. And we were just going to do the whole front court, but that's about 10 guys right now. And we need something to talk about next week. So we'll talk (laughs) about the the big men next time. But let's start things off with TJ Warren. David, what, what do you hope he worked on the most this summer? You know, I hope that he was in, like, that hyper one of those like hyperbolic chambers like that they freeze i hope he's been in those like all the time just uh try to prepare for a fully healthy season that's all i really want out of him and uh, i would you know maybe a game here or there no big deal but man we have not had a full season from tj and it's scaring me a little bit so i'm really hoping i don't know maybe he drinks a little bit of extra milk, even though that's kind of a myth, I guess. But whatever, I'm gonna roll with it. Uh, maybe get some calcium, maybe get some whatever, and be be good for the season. Yeah, I want to see a full healthy season as well. But the other thing I want to see is I just want to see TJ break out and really play to his full potential. Um, the injuries have really hindered that, but I know as Suns fans, we've all been waiting for TJ's breakout season. And I think this could really be it. And whether that's in a starting role or coming off the bench, like sixth man, he could do a lot of damage there. But whatever role he's in, I just want to see him blow up and play the best basketball of his life. And I know that's a lot to ask for, but we've been waiting for a couple years now for that. So that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I feel you there. What, what I'm hoping he worked on the most, I hope he just uh, really put some work into his body, 
and some endurance this year because he's going to be asked to play a ton of minutes this year. We don't know much about Josh Jackson yet, but we know that in the past he played behind P.J. Tucker. So it looks like T.J. is going to be getting a ton of minutes this year, and I hope he's just physically prepared for it. And, yeah, if that helps him stay a little healthier throughout the season, that'd be great. But, yeah, TJ's just a guy who we know it's there on offense. And then he shows some really nice flashes on defense every once in a while, jumping passing lanes and just uh, keeping busy with his hands. I'd really like to see a breakout year of, out of TJ. And then I guess we'll see where that puts Josh Jackson. And while we're talking about Dr. JJ, let's uh, talk about what we hope he worked on the most. Mitch, you start that one off. Yeah, so there's a lot of promise with Dr. JJ, Josh Jackson, which I still think is a great nickname. Um, I want him to really be working on the ability to play loose. I think a lot of these rookies try so hard, which is a great thing, but they forget that they're playing a game for a living and they forget how to have fun sometimes. So I want Jackson to be able to play loose and learn the game, let it come to him and develop his skills that he already has in the NBA setting. Yeah, I I have to agree, hoping that he doesn't try to jump to in and be a little lost. But, you know, probably the big thing that I want Josh Jackson to do this offseason or have worked on is to continue that drive and I guess I I guess this is something but I want him to be hungry I want him to go in there with something to prove going into the season that is when I say go in there and I I think he has the personality to do that and I guess this is kind of similar to what I said about Booker last week but just that drive I want him to be working I think he would he has been and uh just stay hungry really this off season so far and go into the season or go into the regular season and show uh everyone really why he was at one point viewed as the second best player in the draft and why he probably still should be yep i like that and what i hope he worked on and i don't know if we're gonna try to change up his jump shot at all i hope we just worked out all the kinks of his jumper or man I don't know I just hope that they're working on that to make sure it's a consistent shot because in the pros you got to be able to shoot from outside and whether that be just a little tweak in what he has already or they're starting to fix something I think that might be a necessary step for him to really blossom we know he's a great athlete he's, he has great potential to be a great defensive player but I, I just really hope that jump shot comes around a little bit. We'll have to see about that, though. Moving on, Marquise Chris is next. David, what do you think about Chris? Well, after watching Summer League, I really hope he's been working on getting rid of some of that Taco Bell fat. So <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's it. I mean, I obviously I'm with you there. I want him to work on his temper as well. I love the fire and the passion, but like we can't have him fouling out every game, which 
that's a bit of an exaggeration, but still. And we had way too many technical fouls last year, and I know we're kind of embracing this newish bad boys persona, but I mean, that's it's not helpful when it comes to winning games, and I'd like to maybe win a couple games this year. <laughs> so yeah, that temper and keeping is cool, I think, would be nice to see. So is any of that weight that Chris put on this summer that we that he debuted at summer league was any of that good was any of that good or was that all just a little uh like david said a little too much taco bell i think it's good i think he has probably been lifting a lot and working on gaining strength but i mean i think he might have let himself go a little bit Coming from us, that's tough to say. <laughs> yeah, none of us are uh, professional athletes by any mean. <laughs> no, not we're we're quite far from that. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> we can give him know. the benefit I, I of the doubt, it. but like, I don't know, man. He he was looking pretty gassed, and normally, if you're even if you're putting on that weight and still doing all your other stuff, that uh, you're not getting gassed as much if you're just doing your gains and shit. I would think. Whey protein, Taco Bell, bench press. I, I think that might be what Marquise Chris did also. Maybe. He he looked a little a little thicker in the chest and shoulder area. I did notice yeah, that, so hopefully hopefully that, that is. Yeah. But yeah, like we've touched on it before, and I don't know exactly how you improve on this other than just playing a ton of like pickup game post action type basketball, but just to cool it on the fouls, get that defensive IQ up a little bit. He could be a great shot blocker if he can stay out of foul trouble. So yep. that's what I'm hoping he worked on. Yep. All right, let's move over to the other guy from last year's draft, Dragon Bender. What do we hope he worked on the most? Mitch, start it. Well, last year I feel like Dragon Bender's confidence was shaken a bit because he struggled in the – little bit of time that he played and then he got hurt so that's really tough for his development but we saw in summer league that that confidence is already vastly improved I just want to see that continue especially against actual NBA competition and not just in summer league yeah um, I gotta agree I want him to be definitely working on his confidence I really hope he has been not maybe just working out with people he would normally work out with, uh, you know, either that be back home or whatever. I know they're having those friendly scrimmage games overseas, but I really hope he is putting in a lot of work with um, either guys on our team or some other guys or uh, uh, who's that assistant coach, the coach we have, Mehmet Okur? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, that's his name, right? I, I kept then I kept on wanting to say Oak for, but uh, or whether that be putting in minute or blah, 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 putting in work, whether that be putting in work with Mehmet Okur or really anyone, I just hope he's doing it with uh, NBA players or guys with experience in the league, just so that way that confidence can be there, and then when it go, comes time to actually playing against in real game times, it'll be a little easier of a transition for him back into it. So something we were kind of teased about a little bit heading into Summer League was that we'd be seeing some point-forward action out of Bender. 
at Summer League, and which I was excited for. I think we all wanted to see that. But I remember one of the first possessions I watched live while we were there. Bender got it on a fast break, and those gangly legs got kind of tied up underneath each other while he was trying to handle the ball and bring it up the court. He was going fast, but I mean, but that's something I really hope he worked on, just his handles. And, uh, you know, when you're 7-1, it takes a while to become coordinated enough to actually be going at full speed and dribbling the ball. I mean, as a six foot five guy, I had enough trouble doing that when I was playing. And I mean, seven one, that's a lot of leg, a lot of arm. That dribble goes up and down quite a bit higher. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of things to it, but I really hope that's something he worked on. So when we do get to the season and he grabs a board or he's the open outlet man, we can just hit him and not worry about it. I, I'd really like to see that out of him. Yeah, I'm going to say that I think it's going to be much more likely that he's getting those outlet pay, outlet passes um, a la Kevin Love almost and throwing those down and worrying a little bit more about those than trying to run the fast break with the ball in his hands this season. Right. I, I love his ability to pass and some outlets. I think we saw a couple really nice outlet passes in Summer League, and, yeah, that, that's a definitely a good position for him. Okay, let's move it on to another guy we watched at Summer League this year, Derek Jones Jr. David, what did he need to work on the most this year? Well, you know, the fact that he was able to get NBA minutes last year, really in general, when he kind of was just a, just a, um, an athletic guy on the D-League roster, that's really good, and hopefully he wants to just keep on working and uh, try and get that roster spot secured a little bit more for him. He will more than likely see D-League minutes this year. Um, and, you know, it'll it'll work. I think it'll work out pretty well. So uh, what I really hope for him, though, is that he really works on that jump shot. If he can s- get that down a little bit, he can be even more impressive as a uh, roster spot guy and a guy coming off the bench and when everyone else is kind of gassed. So that's that's what I'm hoping for him. Yeah, I'm with you. If Derek Jones Jr. wants to play in the NBA, he needs to be able to make a shot where his hands don't touch the rim. And hmm. he he shot quite a bit toward the end of Summer League, and it did not go well. So hopefully he's working on that quite a bit. I'm sure he is, but that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, so like Bender... I'd say he's another guy that needs to work on his handle a little bit, becoming a little more comfortable with the ball so he can be a little more useful in the offensive set. But another thing is, I mean, I don't want to call him a bad jump shooter, but I don't know if he's going to grow a ton in that aspect of his game. I think there will be some improvement, but I think defense is this guy's calling card if he wants to uh, hold it down on a roster, so... Handling the ball and some defense, that's what I see. I mean, to be fair, if he wants to make a roster spot, he should be trying to work on everything. If we're going to be realistic here, I mean, the only thing he doesn't have to work on is being super athletic. So, in all reality, he's going to have to work on everything. That's what you got to do when you are undrafted and want to make a roster and keep that roster spot. 
He's made a roster. Now he's got to keep on working. Jump shot, handles, defense, all of it. He's got to do it. Speed. Honor. Derek <laughs> Jones Jr. <laughs> Thanks, Mitch. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> I was expecting a remember the name, like 100% power and will or whatever, but we didn't get that, so I'm a little bummed. Nope. All right. Let's move it on to Jared Dudley. I think we can be pretty quick about this one. And rather than improve, I'm going to say maintain. I hope he maintained that beautiful shape that he's in <laughs> just enough to get through 82 games. That's That's what I need to see out of Dudley. Yeah, and I'll just echo that. Keep doing <laughs> I, your thing. I think he needs to improve his Twitter game. Um, it's it's not very good. I mean, I love the guy. Uh, I've said that I before, like but Twitter. that that Twitter game needs needs some work. You guys are both big Chargers fans, right? What? Aren't you guys both big Chargers fans? Dude, I don't know what pro athletes like what teams i don't know man oh i thought i thought it was pretty well known that dudley repped the chargers i might be wrong though maybe i'm just dreaming i thought you might know that maybe i'm dreaming it would make sense because he's on a team that loses a lot oh (laughs) yeah i mean (laughs) i'm a masochist what can i say (laughs) all right and let's let's just toss one more in here we don't know a ton about the guy yet. We haven't seen him play. We didn't get to see him play at Summer League, but Alec Peters. I'll take I'll take the first one here. We know he was a good rebounder in college, but he's really going to have to step up his game to be that good of a rebounder in the NBA. And, you know, he's 6'8", six, 6'9", six, doesn't have great size, but we've seen guys that that height be great rebounders like Rodman and even shorter Barkley, obviously. So, Peters, I think uh, a, a stout rebounder might be what we need to see out of him. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, yeah I think that's kind of his his thing. And I think what he needs to prepare for is uh, to tear up the D League. I think that's a good first step for him. He knows that that's where he's going to be playing, and I would love to see him just destroy that league and then come up and be able to play some minutes. Uh, in the NBA this year. Yeah, um, I really hope that he gets into the big sauce school of getting that booty in to get those rebounds. So <laughs> if he can get that in, then he can find himself a spot on an NBA roster. Right on. And like I said earlier, we'll talk about big sauce and then Chandler. And for now, Alex Len, we'll, we'll have to see what unfolds in the Alex Len saga, but... Maybe he'll get, like, signed by someone and we can just ignore him for, like, next week. I doubt it. Probably not. I doubt it, but I wouldn't be terribly opposed. No, no. <laughs> you know? All right. All right, let's talk about these new Suns jerseys and, you know, a lot of mixed re- reactions from them. A lot of people love them. A lot of people aren't too big on them. But let's start things off with the what they call the Association Edition and that's our white one, and it has orange text and purple numbers. A little different swapping the text and number colors, which we're uh, just having two different ones. I think that's not very regular, I guess. I don't know. It seems a little odd, but I like how it looks, and 
I guess the first thing I want to say is I'm happy with the amount of purple and orange that we got to see in these two jerseys. Yeah, with how things had been going the last few years with the current redesign on the jerseys and how it seems we're always going, I've always been super afraid that we're just going to end up dropping purple and go full Halloween. But with the change to the court last year, adding more purple in, um, and with these new jerseys, I feel really good about the amount of purple in these jerseys in general and as, that we're using. And that kind of adds up also with the fact that, as we talked about last year, or not last year, uh, last week, we're going to be having the old school jerseys from late 60s, early 70s, and uh, using that purple and really showing that, hey, you know, this is kind of part of the history of the team. So everyone remember that. And I, I dig that. I dig that a lot. I really like these white jerseys. Um, of all of the new uniforms that I've seen, my favorite one is our white one. And obviously that comes with a lot of bias, but I really like the different color uh, suns and then the number being a different color than that. I think that's awesome. They look really good. The shorts look amazing. They look better on the, the purple jerseys, but I think it's really cool. And it's going to be interesting to see when we decide to wear what uniform now that uh, white isn't designated for home and uh, the team color isn't designated for away anymore. You know, I I know you just said that you like kind of the numbers and the either Suns or Phoenix on either of the jerseys, them being different. I got to say I'm not the biggest fan of that. Oh, yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know what it is about it. I really like things being a little bit more uniform, and I know, like, None of these jerseys are really crazy standout different, um, and that's fine. But I, I don't know. I really have a I, I have almost a problem from I, I, with my eyes just seeing the two different colors for those. And I really wish that either they layered it so that way it looked more similar to how the lettering was, or they just kept it the same color because th th there's just something there that I'm not the biggest fan of that's me not that's not saying that i don't like these jerseys because i told you guys that i was probably going to be buying them once uh i could buy them but th there's just something about that that i'm not the biggest fan of with the different color lettering and numbers yeah when i first saw them i said this looks different and i couldn't put my finger on it for about a second until i realized they were different colors but the more i've been looking at them i'm i'm used to it already i guess and I think they're pretty sharp. And, yep. yeah, Mitch, you said earlier the shorts are cool. They're incredible. I, I love those shorts. Yes. They are no, very sharp. I want to buy – obviously I want to buy the jersey, but I want to buy those shorts maybe even more so or just as much so. Let's go with that. I will say I think they were a little more creative with the shorts than they were with the tops on those jerseys. Um, I, I don't – I, I think everyone was kind of trying to be a little safe with the uh, tops and everything's a little uniform and kind of very similar, but I think, I think the shorts are definitely a standout and really make the rest of the Jersey, like build it up in comparison to the other jerseys in the NBA right now. Well, and I like that because we, we went away from the uh, sunburst going into the numbers 
on the old Adidas jerseys. Now that we don't have that, I like that we have some semblance of the sunburst or just the sun theme on the shorts. So how about uh, sponsorships? We've seen numerous teams with the little ad patches on their jerseys now. And, you know, I kind of expected that to be unveiled when we unveiled the jerseys, but we still haven't heard anything about that. I guess I don't. I didn't research this at all, but are all teams going to have sponsor patches this year, or or what's the case? No, uh, not every team will have a sponsor patch. Uh, it's just open, basically, uh, from my understanding. Um, teams can choose not to have a sponsor, or they can choose to have a sponsor. I know for sure that the Lakers aren't having a sponsor. Suns, um, handful of other ones, but. I think I think everyone with a current sponsor has been announced and I think that how it's set up is that if there's not a sponsor on the jerseys when they were released uh there's not a sponsor for the year. Oh, I oh. didn't realize that. Well, I, well that's cool. That that's think... the uh, impression that I'm under is that the sponsors would have been revealed by now for each team and that uh if the jerseys were revealed without a sponsor that for the season, there is no sponsor. Um, I, I think it's still possible. Well, I know it's still possible for us to get a sponsor next year then. Um, and I told you guys this, but I'll mention it again, that after seeing what Denver's jerseys were like with the Western Union patch, like that looked horrible. And I just had this like nightmare that the Suns would be sponsored by Waste Management and have that green and yellow on the purple and orange jersey. And, like, that that is a fear that I think about daily. If I were, a, like, a, the CEO of a huge company or whatever and I was looking to uh, put my patch on a team's jersey, I'd say, yo, change the color to purple and orange or yeah, whatever. Really. I, I'd be... You'd think people would be down with that, but uh, like that Milwaukee Bucks jersey with the Harley Davidson patch on it now. I mean, that's that, that sticks out so much. I don't know if I like that. Right. And I mean, I guess I'm I'm thankful that NBA jerseys are pretty much well have always been free of advertisements when you compare it to soccer and the WNBA. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I just see that I'd be less willing to buy a jersey if it had a, a sponsor sh- tag that didn't look good or was a company I didn't like. I guess I, I don't dislike any companies that much at this point in my life, but uh, I don't know. I'm glad we're not having one on if that's the case. And the thing I saw, I forget where this was or if it was credible or what, <laughs> but what I saw was that even the teams that do have sponsors, when you go to the team store to buy that jersey, they it doesn't have, have the patch on there. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. Because, yeah, I'm not going to be a walking advertisement for fries or whatever. <laughs> and I will say Orange not like all of the sponsors. Cool. not going to lie. <laughs> I will say like not all of the sponsor badges are like really that bad. I think the Cleveland one is fine. Um, what is the other one? Oh my gosh, I just had it open. Um, 
I'm trying to look for it now. Um, but Minnesota, Fitbit. Min- Minnesota's fine. Um, Utah's isn't really that bad either. Uh, honestly, the like GE Utah's. on the Celtics is kind of fine. Uh, they kind of match the colors and stuff. So, like, not all of them are bad, but, ooh, the ones that are bad are pretty bad. Yes, I agree. All and right, so. I'm, I'm, oh. oh, go for it. No, I am trying to uh, double check on that, but, um, yeah, NBA teams are allowed to sell jersey sponsorships, and I think they've been released by now, but. I, I don't it's like not a it's not a for sure you don't have to and I think a lot of teams are choosing not to uh, at least for the season and uh, whether that means that they will in the future or not who knows but just wanted to say that I was trying to find some sort of article where I thought I had read that but so far no luck to you good listeners or something I don't know I was I was trying <laughs> to make that sound super lame and uh it didn't sound as lame as I wanted. I think they'll forgive it, you. It was pretty lame. Don't worry. Uh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. So two more jerseys yet to come. I think we're going to get a black one. I was wrong with my 90s prediction for our uh, two normal jerseys. Maybe with that black one, we'll get a bit of a 90s touch. What do you guys think we'll see out of the other two, though? Well, I'm excited for the black one. There better be a black one because historically we have had amazing black uniforms. So looking forward to that. Uh, the rumblings on Twitter, which who knows if they're true or not, is that we will not have an orange jersey, primarily orange. So it'll be interesting to see if they go with something gray like we have in the past or, uh, I mean, who knows what they'll do. Yeah, I the rumblings in the orange one, I mean, kind of makes sense. If we're trying to evoke a different time period, I I feel like just with the same way that we're wearing the old school jerseys this year, that these jerseys do kind of evoke more of an old school vibe and kind of a quote unquote tradition with our with the Suns. So it wouldn't surprise me if there was no orange one. Um, the orange ones normally have been like my least favorite jerseys. Um, since we've had them. So I'm totally fine with that. I think we're definitely having a black one. So many teams have black jerseys, and I think that it's something that we've done enough and that we can kind of play it off of the tradition style thing as well. And, you know, for maybe a fourth jersey, I really would not be surprised if we had some sort of uh, maybe, maybe like you said, kind of like, 90s throwbacky with the sunburst but uh kind of updated and newer looking but just some way we have had that sunburst with the last jerseys and something that's a little similar to that or something with the logo maybe a little bit more predominant on the jerseys would not surprise me whatsoever what what about do you think that this is a possibility to go with something like uh atlanta with the neon you think we'll see something like that possibly if we're cutting out orange then we're not going to add like a neon color or have some sort of neon jersey but i think about like i know this is completely separate but what the diamondbacks have done with their colors and added that neon blue it actually looks really good so 
I mean, I don't think we'll do that, but it might be interesting if we did something like that. I think a, like, black and, like, neon orange highlighter orange would be cool. Yeah, that would be. I think for sure, I think for sure with the, uh, I keep on hitting my mic. I think for sure with the black jerseys, there'll be, like, orange highlights, very similar to, probably very similar to the uh, all black jerseys that we had the last couple of years. Because those were super popular, I think, and I, I think that something more akin to that than something way completely different and new is probably what we're looking at. You just have to keep in mind that Nike likes to shake things up sometimes. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, like not that many teams have really shaken things up that much. We were one of the few that kind of did a almost full redesign. So, yeah, that's true. T-Wolves, though, that was quite a change. Man, those jerseys are terrible. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I like the idea, but I don't like the execution. They look like practice jerseys. Like, the T-Wolves have one of the coolest color schemes in the whole league, and they're not even utilizing it. Yeah, they just brought in that that bright green accent. That looked cool. Yeah, they just moved over to straight Seahawks colors, so... Yeah. Right. Uh, as much as I hate that team, I do love those colors together. That's true. That I, fe- true. I feel like they are missing quite a bit on accents for that color if they added it. Um, I don't know. I, I don't hate those jerseys as much as I am just not a fan of the Pacers new jerseys. They're, yeah. Those I look like, like the, practice jerseys. I like jerseys the Pacers ones better than the T Wolves ones. Ooh. I, I don't know about that eh. one, man. I'm eh. going with it. I really do. I, I just really, really don't like those Pacers ones. I like, or not Pacers, the T-Wolves ones. I like the Denver ones better than the T-Wolves ones. Well, I mean, the Denver ones are what? It's just like the wording, Denver or whatever. It's nothing like crazy. Yeah, they're very simple. Yeah, that's that's the thing with a lot of these Nike jerseys is they are just, some of them are so simple. And it's like, look, not all these teams like were around back in the day to have a tradition of having simple jerseys or have at least simple jerseys yeah. to go look at like I, I don't know man I just I, I just think that I, I get it they did it because they're trying not to be too crazy with the new ones and they're probably going to do some sort of new jersey return in a year or two but still it's just uh, we could have we could have done with a little bit more creativity but everyone's too afraid to be creative and it being um similar to the 90s where everything was trying to be creative and then it all most of it died out like as soon as the 90s were over (laughs) yeah the 90s were a different time a simpler time or just need to move to move to portland (laughs) (laughs) are those free range chickens all right well (laughs) all right i think that's a good way to end fashion hour with chuck david and mitch so the three most uh, fashionable people i know yeah you know it man all right let's get some non-sports plugs (laughs) all right non-sports plugs david's comic book corner mitch's face melting minute let's do it david I'm, I'm going to be real with you guys. Let's get I ain't out of got here. nothing. 
I ain't got none. <laughs> oh my gosh, David! Like, <sighs> pick something. Do I need to interject? Pick a floppy here, or something. And maybe, maybe <laughs> explain why. Yeah, may- maybe, maybe that is necessary. Uh, fine. There is a lady. Ooh. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So, so instead of like actually doing like reading or anything, for I didn't, and. I, I'm not, I did do some prepping for some school, so it's not like I just didn't blow the entire week okay, off, but I basically good. blew the entire week off. When do, when does school start for you? Isn't it the same day as school starts for you? We go to the same college. I thought so. I know, but I thought it was. Is it the 17th yeah, for you, too? Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know. Just a few days. I know. The I'm boys excited. are back to school. I'm getting oh, I got excited. my lunchbox. And old... <laughs> Old man Chuck gets the house back to himself again. That's perfect. <laughs> All right, Mitch, let, let's hear it. Okay. In as I continue through my August trend, I will be plugging August Burns Red once again, my favorite band. Uh, I'm going to plug their 2013 release, Rescue and Restore. Uh, I was a big fan of this when it came out, and. I continue to love it. Uh, my favorite song on that album is Beauty and Tragedy. It's one of my favorite songs ever in the history of all songs. Really, really great. Um, my other favorites on that would be Provision and um, I really like Animals as well. But Beauty and Tragedy takes the cake for me on that. So check it out. They have a lot of those uh, fun interludes that go into different genres. Uh, but still a lot of really heavy songs that uh, have withstood the test of time for their fans and uh, have made their way into their regular set. So uh, check that one out for sure. Good stuff. And, you know, I didn't do much of note this week that uh, really deserves to be talked about right here. So when I have weeks like this, I might just go to uh, talk about what me and Mitch did and we went out <laughs> we, we went out and ate some barbecue and we mm-hmm. ate quite a bit of barbecue joe's real barbecue downtown gilbert kind of a cool place uh owned by a local guy he has another restaurant in town great stuff i mean yeah we just went and slammed some barbecue had a nice time on a friday afternoon that's right and i'm very thankful that mitch is here because when my wife has friends over now i have Mitch to say, hey, Mitch, I need to get out of here. Let's go do something. Yeah. And Mitch is the man for that. So for that, I'm thankful <laughs> for right. that. Yeah. It, it's been great. And that I, I echo that uh, plug. Definitely go there. It's one of those places where when you walk in, you can smell how good it is immediately. And the taste lives up to the smell. If you know what I mean. I think they smoke. I think they <laughs> smoke their meats with pecan wood pecan or pecan however you say it wherever you're from that's the wood they use it's great stuff all right that's it let's uh yeah (laughs) that's it boys (laughs) okay go sons go sons